Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. June 27, 2020, the second act edition. And we'll start with that as our lead story from the Houston Chronicle. Jeff Skilling, recently released from prison, uh, is trying to reopen a new business. So you have to consider, obviously, a convicted fraudster. Is this somebody you want to do business with? Is he still the smartest guy in the room? Does he still know what he's doing? And can he still make you money? Uh, Those seem to be the most important questions. Uh, The question I would ask is, how long are you going to go to jail if you do business with him? His idea is to purchase up oil and gas properties, uh, bundle them, slice and dice them, and then sell them as commodities. So if you think you've heard this uh, pitch before, it sounds awful like CDOs or collateral debt obligations from the last uh, economic downturn. So, uh, and besides, it's Jeff Skilling, so who knows? Uh, Next up, from a first-time site to the Daily Compliance News, Fierce Pharma says that um, a judge has uh, slammed Johnson & Johnson, or J&J's rehensible talc powder defense, uh, although in cutting a $4.69 billion uh, punitive damage award down to only $2.11 $2.11 billion. Um, but uh, he did cite J&J's outrageous and re- reprehensible defense of the product. Apparently, J&J uh, had asbestos in their talc. Now, this is uh, talcum powder that we all used to use, so you were putting asbestos on your body. And they avoided adopting more accurate measures for detecting asbestos and influenced the industry to do the same, attempted to discredit those scientists publishing studies unfavorable to their products and did not eliminate talc from products and use a cornstarch base instead because it was much more costly to do so. In 2018, the St. Louis jury ordered the company to pay $25 million to each plaintiff in the case and for, uh, the four-plus billion in punitive damages. That's been cut uh, by uh, a significant amount. So um, more from J&J. In a very interesting article from the Irish Times, the Irish police uncovered a massive fraud network in Ireland. Um the uh, Irish police, the Garda, uh, became inundated with requests from assistance of police forces in Europe who were all telling a similar story. Someone in a European company had made a purchase online from a luxury watch to a caravan to a tractor to a car and had not received their goods. In each case, money had left the purchaser's bank account and ended up in a bank account in Ireland. These requests to track the money became so frequent that the Garda established a national economic unit to investigate, and what they turned up was a massive fraud ring of Romanian international criminals who'd set up shop in Ireland. They offered non-existent vehicles and goods for sale at an attractive price and uh, kept the money. So, uh, unfortunately, they didn't keep it in the banks. They removed it from the banks. So, if you bought uh, products and you had a bank in Ireland, you were probably SOL on getting your money back. 
And finally, from the Financial Times, a continued story on Wirecard, except this time it's EY, who went three years without asking for bank statements from Wirecard. As one commentator said, uh, it's basic accounting day one, 101, to ask for bank statements, yet EY failed to do so in giving unqualified audit opinions. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.